we're going to get a little current right now. As you know, I've been nooming for three months. I started in July. I started at 172 pounds. My goal weight was 155. Yesterday, I weighed in at 154.6. I'm very excited. So I'm 155. On a good day, I'm 155 pounds now. I'm on the crystal meth diet, just drinking my crystal meth iced tea, not eating, staying up for days, and the weight is just coming off, just like my teeth. Okay, uh, so I'm excited because I can now move from weight loss to weight maintenance, so I can add about 500 calories back into my diet, or I could double down. You know, I'm at 155, but I can cut that in half. I can, I can get down to 70 five pounds that I could hook up and gay men love, you know, like that skinny aesthetic. I'd be like, yeah, just, you know, like, fuck my bones. Fuck my fat ass daddy. Fuck all the bones in it. Like my goal is for a guy to penetrate me and cut his penis on my bones because they're protruding. And, and you know, he sticks it in and he gets like a, a bone cut. That's my goal. Hash, hashtag goals. Okay. Um, so this was a big week this week. There's so much to dissect. There's so much to get to. Trump and Biden had their first debate. I didn't watch it. I did not watch it. Everybody was going crazy about it right before it happened. And I was like, note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 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 You know, the way you do it. It's funny. Uh yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Nope. After a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Don't want to see that. Nope. After a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Okay, sorry, I'm getting like carried away on a whole the comeback um, string. I just don't have any interest at this point in my life in the middle of a pandemic where we have nearly 200,000, 210,000 people dead. Is that how you say that? Yeah, 210,000 people dead. Like, I, I just don't want to see Trump being his awful self. I have no interest in it. I'll compare it to, you know, that movie Faces of Death, where it's like this VHS tape and it's all like actual film footage. I don't know if it is. I never watched it um, of people dying. I, it was really popular when I was in high school. It was very popular when I was in high school. But I have no, I just don't want to witness something horrific. Not even on Reddit. Like when I go, I was just talking about going into that subreddit that's all about public freakouts. And I, I like watching people freak out at the Apple store or at Subway or at Popeye's Chicken and stuff like that. I mean, I'm human, right? We all like that. But sometimes a, a video will be labeled so-and-so gets shot 12 times by their wife or the police or whatever. And I have no interest 
in watching those videos. I don't want to see actual harm happen to people. And so for me, even watching Trump within the context of a presidential debate, I'm not saying it's murder. I'm just saying for my brain, my brain treats it the same way as the Faces of Death movie. So I did not watch it. But he had, let me just say this, Trump had a bad week. His tax returns were released where we found out that he paid nothing in taxes most of the last 10 years. So like school teachers are paying more in taxes than fucking super billionaire Donald Trump, which makes absolutely no sense and goes to show you how rigged the system is against poor people. Um, and uh, he, he also had a bad week because he had an awful debate performance. Like he, by all counts, even on Fox News, they're saying that he lost the debate. His campaign is spiraling. And I, I do admit a bit of schadenfreude. I'm gobbling up all of these tasty confections leading up to him being voted out of the off office of presidency. Like I want somebody to knock on his door at Walter Reed Hospital right now and, and, and tell like somebody in his cabinet that, okay, so the election's about to happen and when he's voted out, I want it, I want to have another comeback moment. He wanted to remind you when you're voted off. Did he say that? Did he say when? Maybe he said if. Well, there's a big difference, Mickey, between if or when, so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but there are limits to my schadenfreude. I don't wish illness upon him. I know that that's like a popular trend right now. And now that he's sick, people wishing him death. I, I, don't, I don't wish him anything like that. I, I don't want him to have any complications with his illness. Um, I, but I do want to see him suffer the legal implications uh, that I believe are coming his way. He's like, remember me talking about Shanae Wynise Cross, a Wynise that I watch on Facebook Live all the time. In fact, I was just watching her for an hour before I started doing my show. She went through the McDonald's drive-thru. She got, um, she got a big order of chicken nuggets and a Big Mac and a big thing of fries, ate them all, then drove through the drive-thru again to tell the people at McDonald's how good the food was. My hand to God, I'm not making this up. You, if you are on Facebook, you have to watch the Oh So True show. She is a complete mess. She doesn't, and she's Donald Trump. She, she, she and Donald Trump are cut from the same cloth. They do all of these horrible things, and I never see them have to deal with the repercussions of their horrible actions. Last week, I was telling you that Sinead Wynise Cross travels all around the United States. She's gone on at least 10 trips since the pandemic has started. She and is going to viral hotspots like Atlanta and Texas and goes into places to eat and doesn't wear a mask. And, and, and none of this is essential business, none of it whatsoever. And yet she has yet to have COVID, right? And so it's like with Trump, I just, he's Shanae Wynese Cross insofar as he never suffers the consequences of his evil evil ways and that needs to um that needs to change now before i get to the news stories and that's what i'm most excited about this week i do need to tell you that my amateur drug addiction is getting worse 
I'm up to doing, as you know, I've been doing two Benadryl a week throughout most of the pandemic. I dropped two tabs of Benadryl, my bennies, a week. And I'm up to doing it um, three times a week now. And it's very embarrassing, but I love, I love doing it. It's like I'm walking on sunshine. I just, I love, <laughs> love my Benadryl. There are so few things that I look forward to during the pandemic. I'm not drinking during the pandemic in the past 200 days. I've only drank one time on my 44th birthday. So mama needs her pretty pink pill. That pink dragon is on my back. And I, I'm taking one tonight, so I'm very excited. I'm just concerned because when the pandemic is over, like, do I have to wean myself off of Benadryl? How do I get off of it? I, I don't um, know. Like, do I go to a methadone clinic? The Betty Ford Clinic? Promises Malibu? Do I have to go to that fucked up boarding school that they sent Paris Hilton to when she was a teenager? They locked her in a cement room. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to kick it, but I do think I'm probably going to need some help. But you know what? I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. There are other things in the world to tackle. So let's let's just get to the news. I was reading Yahoo News the other day. What are the top five stories that I need to know this right now? This is a freaky dicky story from the headlines. Uh, crazy. 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 Crazy motherfuckers. Uh, there's this little bit in that opening sequence where I go, is he hot? And so I just want to remind those of you, because I'm sure I have a, many people who listen to the show now are not the ones who listened to it 16 years ago. So um, that comes from anytime I read, and this is true, my hand to God, anytime I read some like horrific news story about like that guy who killed his wife and their two children, there's like a Netflix special about it right now. I think they lived in Colorado. And so when I read the story, if there's not a picture attached to it, I always go, I wonder if he's hot. Like, I'm just curious. I just want to know. And it's such a bad, like, do straight guys do that if they ever hear about, like, a murderous woman? Are they like, what are her cans like? I, that's just the way that I am. And then I feel guilty if the guy is hot. Like, that guy from the Netflix series is kind of attractive. Like, he's attractive to me. And then I have to beat myself up over it because I find myself sexually attracted to a man who killed his wife and two kids. And she was pregnant, so two and a half kids. I mean, it's like... Oh, yeah. At any rate. Okay, so the big, big news story of the last 48 hours, it's like man landing on the moon. Donald Trump has contracted coronavirus. He's pause. That queen, that queen is poison. Poison. P poison. Remember Belle Biv? What happened to Belle Biv DeVoe? What happened to them? That song was a hit. It was a hit. So his family refused to wear a mask during the debate, even though they were required to wear them. And they shooed away some type of medical representative who was there to enforce the rules. They went up to Ivanka and... Um, and to Jared and to all of his little spawn who hunt and kill elephants and to Melania. And they were like, no, 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 no. And what do you do? It's the first family. Like if they don't want to wear a mask, it's, it, Betty from the clinic isn't going to be able to enforce that. So 
now they're putting together the timeline of when Trump knew he was sick and the timeline is super, super fucked up. So he found out that he was sick. After he found out that he was sick, he attended a fundraiser. They didn't contact Biden's team to let them know that Biden was and his family were potentially exposed to coronavirus. Uh, These people are freaking thugs. I don't care if I sacrifice the life of anybody else. I need it now. Yeah, that's that's what that's they win the Allison from intervention. Fucking I don't care who I sacrifice. I don't care if I kill people award this week. The entire Trump family. They're sociopaths. So, um, you know how everyone, especially during the beginning of the pandemic, when they would see people who are rabid anti-maskers, kind of like the general consensus among people who are following the rules, it's like, okay, well, those people who insist on not wearing a mask should be the last in line to get a ventilator if they get sick. Like, if there's a line for a ventilator they shouldn't get one. They should be the last people served. And so I just want you to consider the paradox. Trump is the leader of all the anti-maskers. He is Darth Vader and anti-maskers are his his fucking stormtroopers. Except Trump is worse than Darth Vader because at least Darth Vader wore a fucking mask. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting very worked up. Hold on, I just need to breathe. I'm going to take a sip of tea. I'm getting a little worked up, a little emotional, as gays sometimes do. Okay. So, I will continue. So, the leader of the anti-maskers not only gets the highest priority when it comes to getting a ventilator when he gets sick, but he also gets the most cutting edge fucking pharmaceutical technologies and medical technologies to fight the virus. And guess who's paying for it? People like me who have worn masks all 200 days of this lockdown and have actually been in lockdown for 200 days. And it just seems wildly unfair. And now all these Trump supporters, this is what really gets me. All of these Trump supporters who have just really delighted in Trump's cruelty, who have come out and admitted the cruelty is the point. Remember how like a few episodes ago I was talking about like it doesn't, I don't understand the whole Trump school of thought of like, I want to own the libs. What does that mean? Like that doesn't build anything. It doesn't help anybody. Like that is what you represent. That's what you stand for. At any rate, their entire um, their entire point is the cruelty, right? And now that their leader is sick, they're hardcore demanding this level of empathy that is so um, against what they represent. It just it um, it blows my mind. But it's not just Trump who's positive. Okay, half. Half, I would say, of the GOP right now is like, well, I got it. Uh, Valerie? (laughs) Yeah. Could you do it again? I think it could be a little bigger, you know, more excited. Can do. Well, I got it. (laughs) This needs to be the big event. Right, okay. Well, I got it. (laughs) And I thought it would. Could you do it again? Well, I just think that your reality could be more excited. Okay, you know what, Jane? You and I have to talk. Can you turn the cameras off, please? No. Then I'm done. 
Okay, with this part. All right, all right, all right. All right. Oh, that, that was so me on Big Brother. Anytime, like, I had to talk to a producer and they would try to direct me in any way, I was, like, not having well, it. Well, I got it. Hold part, on. Part. All right, all right, all right. Well, I got it! <laughs> all right, you can't use that, okay? That was a crazy person and you cannot use it. So that's basically everybody in the GOP right now. They all have it. They're all pause queens. Uh, Milani and all of the people part of his party with alliterative names like Chris Christie, Kelly Ann Conway, Hope Hicks. People with alliterative names are the fucking worst. I'm very sensitive to names. As you know, I was talking about the um, appointment of Amy Coney Barrett and that name just, it, just the name alone, just on name alone, she loses 10 points. And, um, and, and you know what, like I admit, making fun of names is juvenile. People can't help their names. People can't help it. Like if, if my last name was Randolph and I was Reagan Randolph, I can't help that, right? And so making fun of names is just, it's kind of like it's childhood bullying. And I don't want to contribute to anybody's torment. Look, don't bully me, all right? I can't take it. I was cyber bullied within an inch of my life last night. <laughs> But the entire death cult is infected now. They're all bug chasers. They're all bug chasers and they have the gift. Mission accomplished. Remember when Bush went on the mission, when he went on the, um, what did they call that thing? The, the ships that float and the planes land on them. I can't, I, I'm too gay to know what that's called right now or to, to recall what it's called. Anybody in the Trump, in the chat room, can you tell me what that's called? the ship launcher, the, the um, flight thing. At any rate, you know what I'm talking about. Nobody came through. Nobody came to my rescue. I have no Prince Charming. 44 years of life, and I've accepted that sad reality. But he went up on that thing, and he stood in front of that sign that said, Mission Accomplished. This is the Trump campaign's mission accomplished moment, except they're all going to be in a hospital room and and, um, and they're all so happy. They're so proud that they contracted this China virus. Can we call it the Trump virus now? That would seem um, that would seem appropriate. That would seem appropriate. Uh, they took all the loads. They were like, I want all the loads. Come on, give it to me. This is like Russian roulette. Every time we meet in the Rose Garden, just give me, cough on me, give me all of your loads. It's almost as if viruses just are completely unmoved by your politics. It's almost as if viruses don't care if you don't believe that viruses exist. Crazy, huh? How that works out. I don't believe in science. The virus is not, they don't care. The virus is just like, I'm going to feed on you and turn you into a zombie. So uh, another big news story, Melania Trump, who is also infected. She's also paused. Um, she had tapes released from her one-time friend. And um, she's, uh, and, and we hear the audio now that these Melania and me books were based on. And um, she's caught on one of the tapes, like, denigrating Christmas, which is kind of funny because, first of all, who doesn't like Christmas? I mean, I prefer Halloween, but 
she goes on tape and the GOP is all like, war on Christmas, war on Christmas. This is not, it's like a top news story whenever Obama, like if Obama has a card that says happy holidays, they're like, they go out of their fucking head. Like, why does it have to be holidays? Why do we have to respect everybody? It's, you're taking the Christ out of Christmas and Tucker Carlson getting his little under desk erection because of his anger. You know, he's like, oh, I've never been so hard. That's when I talk about the war on Christmas by the liberals. I can't wait to own them in the next presidential cycle. I'm going to own them. Like, first of all, if you are a party of white supremacists, maybe stop talking about owning people, okay? Maybe that's just like um, a road you don't want to traverse. At any rate, um, <laughs> so... Yeah, so she, she said that she doesn't care about Christmas. So I, she, this is the exact quote. I just want to read this directly. It says, I don't care about the fucking Christmas. We don't have Christmas in Slovenia. In Yugoslav, on December 25, they gather all female in village in so vaginal flaps together, leaving only small hole for pee and then pleasure. Here's that she didn't actually say that on the tapes, but I'm just imagining it's theater of the mind when I hear these tapes. This is something here is a direct quote from the tapes. So she said, they said, oh, what about the children that were separated? Give me a fucking break. She said that because they wanted her to go to the border and visit the children who had been separated from their parents because they were trying to come into the United States illegally. By the way, as she did, she entered the United States illegally. And um, she, uh, I don't want to give me a fucking break. Mother of the year, hashtag be best. I can just imagine Melania visiting the concentration camps that are a direct result of her husband's policies and asking to see where the children live. Like I can see her going up to the president of ICE or whoever and saying, Take me to cages. And once he's there, she'd be like, let me, let me see children's closets. Because, you know, Melania Trump is a fashionista. She'd take anything you want away from her, but you have to give her that. She is a fashion icon. I think she really appreciates the fact that she can wear clothes because from the ages of 18 until 25, she was never allowed to wear clothes. Only baby oil. I've seen the pictures. So she walks through the closets of the kids in the cages and then she sees something that unnerves her. No more hangers! <laughs> Oh boy, that family is just, they're really great. Okay, um, in other news, People Magazine, which is a very reputable magazine, is reporting that Paris Jackson supports Paris Hilton. It's so great when the Parises get together and support each other. What do you call a group of Parises together? Is it like this? We are a France of Parises. We are a vocal fry of Parises. We are a sex tape 
of Paris's, where that's hot of Paris's. But in all actuality, I do think it's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I'm making fun of them right now, but I I do think it's kind of cool the um, the reason for Paris Jackson to be reaching out to Paris Hilton. So it turns, you know, Paris Hilton just had that documentary come out where she talks about how her parents sent her off to this behavioral hospital slash boarding school and that basically tortured her and put her into solitary confinement and did all of these really other fucked up things to her. And um, Paris Hilton or Paris Jackson also had to go to one of these things. So I think it's actually kind of cool that they are coming out and using their platforms to talk against stuff like that. When I was in uh, the sixth grade, the day after my birthday, and probably my 12th birthday at that point, my parents sent me to a hospital, a behavioral hospital, and it was like a really scary place. They had like a silence room that was all concrete. I never had to go there because I was scared straight the minute I stepped foot in there, right? But I mean, it was scary. They did things like code blue and would pin children to the ground um, and, and shoot them up with Thorazine and dig their knees and the kids' backs. And I mean, it was, again, that didn't happen to me because I really didn't belong there. But, you know, like I had behavioral issues growing up, but not that bad. So at any rate, like they're speaking my language. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm a Paris too. I'm a begging Paris too. And I want to reach out. And I want to be in on the fucking that's hot of Paris's because I understand their pain. Um, and then the final bit of news that I want to share with you all today before I get to Craigslist Misconnections is that it's fucking national uh, taco day. Oh my gosh, where is this? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought I see it. I see it. Some of my clips got moved around. It is National Taco Day today. And while researching this, because I was researching the deals, not that I can eat tacos right now because I'm still, you know, I, I don't want to gain all the weight back the minute I lost it all in that three months. But while researching this, I learned that there is a restaurant called Fuzzy tacos. If you fold it up like a taco, God, why am I so turned on right now? <laughs> it's called, the place is legitimately called Fuzzy Tacos. And during National Taco Day, which is today, they have a sale, $1.50 tacos all day at Fuzzy Tacos. And I don't know this for sure, but in my mind, Fuzzy Taco is lesbian owned and lesbian operated. And here I have an advertisement. They've paid me. They've paid me to do an advertisement. And so here we go. Ooh, hold on. No, no, no. That's too loud. We're going to have to redo it. We're going to have to redo it. Give her another take. Give her another take. Give her another take. Okay, here we go. Hi, at Fuzzy Tacos, you can come eat us out of all our inventory. We've got the juiciest, fuzziest tacos in town. Dark meat, white meat, fish. Come into Fuzzy Taco today and feast on our bearded clam appetizer and our sizzling scissor platter. 
We offer the finest in Lebanese cuisine and all-you-can-eat sushi. Join us on Wednesdays when we get together and we play softball together. Fuzzy Talkers. <laughs> Did you like my ad? I always thought I could go into advertising. I honestly, when I was at the University of Texas at Austin, um, getting my my uh, bachelor's degree in the 1990s, I wanted to go into advertising, but I could never get into the class because I was trapped in this like really vicious cycle, which is kind of a metaphor for many things in my life where I would register for classes, but then they would drop me from all of my classes because I didn't pay for my classes. But the only way that I could pay for my classes was when my financial aid came in. But then I couldn't get my financial aid until I was registered for classes. So point being, it just kept dropping me. They kept dropping me from all of my classes and I would be like left with the leftover classes, right? So I could never get into the advertising class, which I guess kind of worked out for me because I think I'm, um, I would be, I, I am happier now as a professor of communication studies than I would have been in advertising and that type of nine to five job. And really the only reason why I wanted to go into advertising was because I was super duper into Melrose Place and that they all worked at D&D &D advertising. And I, I really didn't know anything about the art of selling things. I, in fact, I hate selling things, but I knew I wanted to work at a place where people would talk to each other like this. This probably calls for a celebration. Of course, you'll use any excuse to have a drink. What was it this morning? OJ, straight up. Screwdriver's more like it. Smell it on your breath. It's not even lunchtime and you're already into happy hour. I was like, I want to be in advertising. I want to walk into uh, my place of business and look at one of my closest associates and- I only said- Shut up. Just shut up and listen to me. And my first instinct was to fire you as well. But on reflection, I realized that's way too easy. No, Allison, I'm going to do you the way you did me. And when I'm done, all you'll be left with is that proverbial wish that you'd never been born. Now, I believe we have clients waiting. So I didn't do that. I went into communication studies and then did a reality show. So it was kind of like the best of, best of, the best of both worlds. It was a lot like the best of both worlds. Okay, so now we are going to move into Craigslist Misconnections. I have some good ones. Um, I'm excited. Two of them are kind of short, but I, 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 like my, I like my collection here. Now, I need to go to a previous episode because I need to get the audio of me doing the Misconnections theme song. It's not the same if I can't layer the audio, so I need to do it. But just for the purposes of right now, I'm going to do it live, okay? It goes... Craigslist misconnection, misconnection, misconnection on Craigslist, Craigslist misconnection. Ooh. Okay, so we have three misconnections today. The first misconnection, the title, the subject line is always one of my favorite parts. It's the title is need a tool polisher, wank, wank. <laughs> and this is what the message reads. Have a short tool. This could be, never mind. Okay, have a short tool needs a good polish. If you could help out with this, let me know. Okay, I have two things that I need to say about this. The first of which is, 
This isn't a misconnection. This is just like a, an open invitation. Are there no moderators? Like on Reddit, they have moderators. And if you post something that doesn't belong, they're like, okay, this has been flagged and we're gonna remove it. We're gonna remove it. Oh, in fact, I think I have a, I think I have a, um, um, oh, for, fuck it, I'm not gonna, oh yeah, hold on. No, no, I can't find it now. At any rate, there's no moderators. It's just, you know what? It, it, it's a bacchanal feast. It's anarchy and misconnections. You can just go on and, and ask somebody to polish your tool, even if you haven't seen the person at Walmart first. I would have no problem with this ad if the person said, hey, I was getting my oil changed at Valvoline and I saw you, you were the pretty redhead in the chick jeans, do you want to polish this? That would that would be a legitimate, I'm just very into genre. You need to place things in the correct genre. Like I don't buy that Gremlins is a horror movie. I don't, it doesn't belong there. Get it the fuck out of the horror category. It's like a kid's movie, it's not horror. Gremlins, Gremlins isn't horror. Goonies isn't a suspense movie. Like, put things in their right genre. This doesn't belong there. The second thing that I need to say about this misconnection is that I love how the guy leads with, I have a short tool. Ooh, you have a short tool? Oh, I bet I'll chip a tooth on that. A short tool. Are you sure you're going to be able to hit the root of my vagina, work the walls and middle with a short tool. Don't let every man hit the bottom of your vagina, the root of your vagina. They, they don't you, know about the bottom. They don't know about the bottom. Yeah, that bottom, when, but see, every man may not know because he might not have a penis to really know how to hit that bottom or how to lift to hit that bottom and work that middle with a woman. She spread her legs wide and she starts screaming, saying, yeah, daddy, that's it. Or she might start cursing. I need to get the part where she goes, she says, the root of your vagina. Like, I, I like that metaphor, that root metaphor. Okay, uh, the second Craigslist misconnection, this is a good one. The title is <laughs> Ureth, U-R-E-T-H. And it's exactly, the, this isn't like a twist ending. It's not a big brother, expect the unexpected moment. It like, it's exactly what you would think it would be, Ureth. And then the, it's just like a couple sentences, the body. It says, hoping someone is up for meeting up to do some urethra play. Guy or girl into it? Hit me up. Okay, so on the plus side, there are some pluses and minuses here, okay? On the plus side, this person is um, gender non-discriminating. I like the pole and the hole. The pole and the hole. Okay, so that part is good. And then, um, but this person especially loves the hole, specifically the urethra hole. That's the pee hole. That's the pee hole. Where's the bathroom? Where is it, the bathroom? Jeez, wear a catheter. Go in the corner. <laughs> Where? isn't the bathroom but um <laughs> just trying to imagine the, the conversation that the person has when like they meet up with the person into urethra play like okay um first i thought we could start a little easy maybe just like stick a like a toothpick like i filed a toothpick down so i'm not gonna get any like splinters in there and then we'll work our way 
up to like a bowling ball or a Grecian vase, or sorry, vase, a Grecian vase. Um, on the downside, again, this is an open-legged invitation. It's not a misconnection. It's not a misconnection. In order for it to qualify as a misconnection, you have to see somebody out in the real world, in wild, like you're at a buffet and your eyes meet over the all-you-can-eat shrimp, right? And, and you were too afraid to say something then. And so then a week later, you go onto Miss Connections Craigslist and you're like, um, I, I, I want to I wanna eat your seafood. I, let's eat fish or, you know, like whatever. I saw you, our eyes connected over like the fucking popcorn chicken. Okay, like that's how a misconnection works. So these don't qualify as misconnections. The third one though does, and it's titled My Vegan Goddess. That is the subject line of this misconnection. And um, I want you to prepare yourself. I want you to buckle in because this is the most SoCal misconnection in the history of all Craigslist misconnections. Okay, here we go. I saw you at Trader Joe's last evening. Ding, ding, ding. Major SoCal, okay? We reached for the vegan chicken nuggets at the same time. Bing, 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 bing. I let you have the last box. You had on an orange jumpsuit and freshly dyed green hair. Bling, 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 bling. Tell me what color my nails were and let's get a vegan picnic going. Will they be eating tacos at their picnic? Will they be eating tuna tacos? If you fold it up like a taco, God, why am I so turned on right now? <laughs> I just, I love every single ounce, every single kernel and nugget of, um, of what do you call it, uh, of SoCalness and that, the green hair, the vegan chicken nuggets, Trader Joe's, a vegan picnic, identify me by the nails I was wearing. I mean, all of that is very, um, it's very good. Okay, so some house cleaning business. So as always, I need to remind you to join my Facebook group. And you can do that by going on to Facebook, which really I... I, I want to get off Facebook. I do want to get off Facebook. I'm afraid to look at that movie on Netflix called, get, I, I forget what it's called, but it's like the one about how toxic Facebook and social media are. And um, I feel like it would really speak to me. It's kind of like the same reason why I don't watch those documentaries about turning into a vegan or stopping to eat meat. Because I'm like, if I watch those things, then I'm not going to want to do these things that I really enjoy. And, but at any rate, so you go and um, you would search for, I'm doing it with you right now. We're doing it together. Oh, I can't find it. It's taking too long because I need a new computer. You search for the foxhole, which is um, a, a euphemism for my anus, for my, um, for my haunted boygina, okay? And, uh, and then we can talk there. And then the other thing is, as I was saying, from now on, whenever you want to watch one of my live shows, whenever I advertise them, it seems like I've been doing them on Saturdays at around four, 
but I may have variations of that depending on what's going on in my life. Maybe sometimes I want to do it on a Friday. Maybe sometimes a Sunday. I'm unpredictable because of my drug habit, because I'm on so much Benadryl. There's no telling which Reagan you're going to get. And, uh, but you can, my blog is very easy. It's reaganfox.blog. That's it. Reaganfox.blog. Enter. Just type that in. It'll take you to my webpage. And then um, from there, you click on Fox in the City Live at the very top. And there's also like a big box with pictures and it says Fox in the City Live. And you can uh, join the chat. And there were people in the chat who were making comments. I, I, you know, it's difficult if you're the only person doing the show to really engage the comments. I tried to look down a few times, but um, people do making, were making comments. And uh, so that's good. And so yeah, so yeah, do that stuff. Come on. You can, um, I think this will just make everything a lot easier because now, you know, for, for the last couple of months, I've been like, okay, I'm going to do this live on Facebook. And then now I'm going to do it live on YouTube. Now, now I'm going live on Pornohub right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm fingering this giant. You like it? Oh, I sound like Madge. And, uh, but now all you have to do is go to ReaganFox.blog, and there it is for you. You can have a chat. You can talk dirty to one another. I, I, like I said, I think it's going to take some time for me to build up a live audience. And I, I, um, I had that coming. I had that coming because I took so much time off, and I didn't treat my audience with the respect that it deserves. But now... I'm going to shits creek you. I'm going to shit all over you. We're going to shits creek it together and I'm going to I'm going to be humble and I'm going to be appreciative and then in 6 years I'm going to win all of the People's Choice Podcast Awards, all of them. We'll still be in a pandemic. Eugene Levy will be there, Catherine O'Hare, Annie Murphy, they'll all Daniel Levy, they'll all be there and they'll all be so thrilled for me. I'll just I'll sweep the all of the categories of those important, important awards. Now, I wanted to close things today because one of my favorite musicals of all time is Little Shop of Horrors. When I was in high school, my humorous interpretation at speech competitions was Little Shop, and I did all the characters. I did uh, Audrey. Sun and Seymour. You know, I'd sing all the parts, and uh, and and I'd sing the Seymour parts. Um, so he was, uh, good morning, Mister Mushnick. You know, like I did all the parts. So I I have a sweet, sensitive spot in my anus, right by my G spot, for Rick Moranis, and Rick Moranis was the uh, victim of a violent random assault and there's a clear picture of the person who punched him in New York City this week and although many people may feel divided about Trump contracting coronavirus I think we can all be on the same page regardless of politics that what happened to Rick Moranis is awful and so I wanted to close the show with uh, a bit from Little Shop of Horrors, which is such a really fantastic musical, and um, and just celebrate Rick Moranis. No way! No loitering! Man, I wasn't loitering. Were you, Crystal? Not me, Ronette. Were you, Shafan? You ought to be in school! Yeah, well, we on a split ship. Right. We're in 
to school till fifth grade, then we split. So, how do you tend to better yourselves? Better ourselves? You heard what he said? Better ourselves? Mister, when you from Skid Row, ain't no such thing. Alarm goes up at seven, and you start up town. You put in your eight hours for the powers that have always been singing. Get out of here. Bid the gutter farewell and get out of 
Ellen Green is so powerful. Okay, thank you all very much for tuning in this week. I'll see you next week.